Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Happy New Year. Please tell your neighbors, Happy New Year. Come on, come on. It's a new year. It's 2022. Happy New Year. We thank God for this new year. Please, can you reduce my mic here? It's so loud. Thank you. God is good. You guys are so quiet. Come on, it's a new year. It's 2022. Come on, come on, come on. Be excited. We made it out of 2021, 2020, we're in 2022. Okay, so this morning, when I was told that I was going to be preaching, I cried. I stopped crying. I said, okay, God, what do you want to talk about? And, and I asked God, you know, I was, well, first day, nothing, second day, nothing, like, we know the drill, third day, nothing, and, uh, on Friday, while I was driving, the Lord said, remind them of what the gap means. Remind them of what the gap means. And today, we're going to be talking about stand in the gap. So only one, one person is excited? Ooh. We're talking about stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. How many of us know the anchor scripture of this church? Exam. Correction one. Who knows the anchor scripture of this church? Anybody, somebody, leaders, HOD. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. I want someone to read it in the house before I start to dig deep into it. Anyone read Ezekiel 22, verse 30 for me? Thank you. Why I came down. She said, did you hear what she said? At the back, did you hear what she said? Don't lie, you're in the church. Mm, okay, Ezekiel 22, 30. And I'm sure you guys missed what I always do. I read one, you read the other. So we're going to read from verse 23. Ezekiel 22, 23 to 31. Ezekiel 23, 22, 23 to 31. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> All right. So I read 23, you read 24, I read 25. I think after that is 26. It's been a while. <laughs> All right, 23, and the word of the Lord came to me saying 24. Huh? Honey, I'm not. 20, no, 24. Let's read 24 again. I want you all to hear it as you read it. 24. Twenty-five. The conspiracy of our prophets. Please, if you have an actual Bible, just underline prophets. The conspiracy of our prophets in a mist is like a rolling lion tearing the prey. They have devoured people. They have taken treasure and precious things. They have made many widows in our midst. Twenty-six. 
Okay, so they have hidden. You guys are smart. 27, a prince is in our midst, underline princes, are like wolves tearing the prey to shed blood, to destroy people, and to get dishonest again. 28. Surrendering prophets in verse 28. 29, the people of the land have used oppressions, committed robbery, and mistreated the poor and needy, and they have wrongfully oppressed the stranger. 20, 30. Wow, 31. Everyone with me. One, two, go. Therefore, I have poured out my in on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath, and I have recompensed their deeds on their own heads. Wow. Wow. Did you guys actually heard what you were saying? Were you just reading it? We heard it. Okay, hallelujah. <laughs> All right. I'm sure most of us, for those that have actually read our anchor scripture, never read it all the way to 23 and come back to 30. 30, maybe 31. But it's important. Every time you see a verse, read the before and the after, then you have a little bit of more understanding of what God was saying. But this, we're talking about Ezekiel. Anyone knows Ezekiel? Anyone ever studied the story of Ezekiel? Anyone like Ezekiel? I love Ezekiel. Anyone actually studied Ezekiel before? Work team, we're going to do a series on Ezekiel. Thank you very much. All right, so today, we, like I said, we stay, we're talking on standing in the gap. And I put a subtopic, becoming the gap feeler. Becoming a gap feeler. What is a gap? What is a gap? Space, okay, any other person? What? What is a gap? Space, hole, break. Anything that is just empty space that is between something and something else. All right, so that's what a gap is. And today the Lord wants us to go back to basics to understand why the church was put together in the first place, to understand why you were seated where you're seated, to understand why you are a member of the gap church. We good? Getting it? Okay, um, any of you watch Merlin? Amen. <laughs> All right, um, I think Lord of the Rings, what did I want, something? What's that one that everybody was watching? That no not make sense. Game of Thrones, thank you. Uh-uh. <laughs> but if you, if you all study the different countries or cities, each one was covered with walls, right? They have walls around them. This city has walls around them. They're like soldiers manning the wall, make sure no one breaks in, yeah? So every time that there's a crack or there's an opening in the wall, almost like the security has been breached, people can come in, people can get in. So the Lord is saying that the wall around us, there's been a crack. There's an opening. And the Lord is wanting us to fill that gap. Now every time there's an opening or there's a breach in the wall, we have soldiers, actually more soldiers standing on every other side of the wall because they know someone can come through. So the Lord is looking for soldiers that will stand by the wall Amen? Amen? You know, and what if, I want you just to follow my story. What if 
in the crack and in the opening of an actual wall, they put papers inside of it just to cover it. Does that do the work? Exactly. So that's what some of us are doing. That's what the Christians of nowadays are doing in the crack of the wall. They're trying to just put papers to just cover it. Just cover it. But the Lord is looking for someone, like our anchor scripture says, who will stand in the gap. Who will stand in the gap. And this morning, I'm sure many of you or many of us, I want to say myself as well, we've become too selfish with our prayers. Too selfish with our prayers. Forget that the reason the Lord brought this church together is that we intercede for the people. We want to say, let's pray for your neighbor. Let's pray for ourselves. Oh, Jesus. We go louder. We go louder. But the Lord wants us to start to stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. Stand in the gap for the city. Stand in the gap for the nation. Stand in the gap for your neighbor. There's this adage in my culture that says, if you believe, if your friend is having a problem and you believe like, that you don't care, um, you also have a problem. So when your neighbor ha, is having an issue and you don't care, it means you have a problem as well. The Lord wants us to start to care for our people. The Lord wants us to start to stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. Who are the kind of people that needs to stand in the gap? Because among the entire people, God said he sought for a man. I'm sure there were men there. There were women. There were kids. But he was looking for a particular type of man. A kingdom man. A kingdom man. Who is a kingdom man? Someone whose life is being ruled by God's will. The Lord was looking for someone whose life was being ruled by God's will. That one man. He wasn't looking for, thank you. He wasn't looking for people. He was looking for a man. And you know, I wonder why God talk, talk, spoke to Ezekiel about it. You know, one thing I learned about standing in the gap is that you start to know the secrets of God. You all, you all remember the story of Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah. God likes to, ah, oh, God likes to share secrets. He loves talking. But there's not a lot of people that listen. The Lord spoke to Abraham and said, ah, these people, Sodom and Gomorrah, they're doing this, they're doing that, I'm going to destroy them. And Abraham being the man that he was, is a gap feeler. He went back and said, God, what if there were 50 people? God said, mm, I won't destroy them. But Abraham knew they were not up to 50. He goes back and said, what if there were 40 people that have not sinned against you? And God said, I won't destroy them. Goes down to 30, goes down to 20, goes down to 10. And the Bible recorded that Tillam and Gomorrah was obviously destroyed, meaning that there were not 10 people that have not sinned against God. I think about that story, and the Lord was ministering to me that sometimes we believe that other people are standing in the gap, and so we don't have to do it. What if there were nine people that had not sinned, and that one person was saying, other people are doing it, I'm covered. Some of us have, we've left the standing in the gap for the leaders. We've left the standing in the gap for the prayer ministry. Oh, they're praying every Friday. Oh, they got us covered. But we're not up to 10. We're not up to 10. We're not up to 10. 
So the Lord is needing the 10th person, the 20th person, the 30th person, the 40th person to stand in the gap. We all read the Ezekiel 22, and you could see the things that God was saying. Please, I am so sure that if we actually relate it to our time now, that is exactly what is happening. We have false prophets. We have people that are stealing from people, armed robbery. The leaders are stealing from people. So God has every reason to destroy the land. Every reason. But he said, I sought for a man. See, God knows. I learned something that sometimes when God tells you something, he gives you the ability to fix it. When the Lord um, sent the prophet to Ezekiah, told him that he was going to kill, he was going to die in a couple of days, he gave him room to fix it. That's why God, when God was speaking to Abraham, was giving him room to fix it. Sometimes, most of the times when God is giving you, telling you something or sending someone to you, he's giving you room to fix it. That's why the Lord is speaking to us today because he's giving us room to fix it. We're in 2022. All of us and those online made it and our parents and our family, we all made it into 2022. You are still alive. Why? 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 The moment you stop standing in the gap, you become use, useless to God, meaning you become useful to the enemy. God loves people that loves people. That loves people. Two commandments. Love your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Just two. Just two. Pastor was talking about that this morning in the, in the other church and was saying that we have got, we've gotten so carried away with the entire ten that we forget that Jesus has summed it up to two. It says, love yourself, love me, love your neighbors, love yourself. Love your neighbors. Love your neighbors. I was reading, I was listening to a story of a man, and this man, he, he was a Satan worshiper. Yeah, I'm going to go there. <laughs> he was a Satan worshiper, and then he was sharing his testimony because God had rescued him. And was saying that his assignment was to go into cities and streets and send curses into them. That was always his assignment. But he said every time he goes into a city and there's a group of Christians together praying, he said he cannot curse the city. He cannot curse the street because of unity. And he said he will go back and the Satan will obviously be angry and they'll have a whole fight and everything. And what, what, the, the, what he was saying was he misses a time where Christians will gather and pray. But they were not praying for themselves. Because if they were praying for themselves, if they were praying for themselves, the devil would have access to the street. Yeah. So they were not praying for themselves. They were interceding for the city, interceding for the nation. And so today, um, we're going to pray a little bit and then I'll go into the word. And first, how do you stand in the gap? Obviously, pray. And we're going to pray for our city, our street, wherever you live, Fort Worth, Arlington, Grand Prairie. I want us to stand up, please. And I said before that the moment you stop standing in the gap, you're useless to God. And I want us to pray for our city. Grand Prairie, Fort Worth, Dallas, wherever you live, Plano. And I want us to intercede for the city. I want us to intercede for the city. When you believe that it doesn't concern you, <laughs> it will concern you. When they send curses to a city of sickness, you find yourself falling sick. So I want us to begin to intercede. Every curse that has been sent into the city of Arlington, we begin to undo it. 
Every plant of the enemy. Every plant of the enemy. Say, the Lord will arise and have mercy. Because the time to favor us come. He will have mercy on Zion because the time to favor us come. He will have mercy on Arlington because the time to favor us come. He will have mercy on the Gap Church. Some of us do not pray for the Gap Church. We don't pray for the Gap Church. Father, we begin to intercede on behalf of this church and we begin to pray for every member of this church. We begin to pray for Arlington. We begin to pray for Grand Prairie. And we begin to undo every curse that the enemy has planted in the city. We begin to undo every plan of the enemy. Every seed that my father has not planted shall be uprooted. I'm sure you guys will pray louder when it's about yourself. Sometimes they send curses of accident upon the land. Pray for your Jerusalem. Let's begin to intercede. I'm sure you guys can pray better than that. This is your Jerusalem. This is your Zion. In Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham, the Lord told Abraham 10. But Abraham couldn't find 10. Let's make it 10. Let's make it 20. Let's make it 40. Praying for the land. we pray for this city, we pray for the street, we pray for everyone that live on this city, we pray for the souls those who do not know you, they begin to come to you, Father we pray against accidents, we pray against the curses on the land stand in the gap gap church, stand in the gap gap church, stand in the gap Gap church, stand in the gap. Yeah, the Gap Church wants to be more intentional about evangelism. How many, how many times when we go into our jobs, we stop being like Christ? We start to want to act like them. We start to want to like act like the people that we're trying to be like or belong to. Evangelism. Talk about God. 
in your street talk about God. In your workplace, talk about God. Talk about God. Community. Community. Some of us, after Sunday, we don't talk to our neighbor anymore. Community. The person next to you, it's your friend, it's your brother, it's your sister in the Lord. So what do you stand in the gap with? What do you stand in the gap with? Two things, truth and freedom. What's the vision of this church? Filling the gap through what? Freedom and truth. What's, ouch. What's truth? Truth is the word of God. When you come back to God and you're praying for the nation, you say, Lord, you remind him that he said that he will have mercy on Zion. You bring back the word of God to him. That is truth. That is truth. Truth is the word of God. Truth is the word of God. Freedom. Freedom. And Jesus has said free is what? Free indeed. When you come back to God, you don't come timid. You don't come shy. You don't come, you don't come like you don't know the God that you serve or who you belong to. You come back to him like you know who you belong to. Come back to him because you know that you are free in Jesus' name. Freedom and the truth. That is what you stand in the gap with. Freedom and the truth is the actual wall. It's the cement that you use to make back the wall. Not the paper, the cement. Truth and freedom. As God Church, we're seeking, we're wanting that everyone stand in truth and freedom. Everything we say here, we should read the word of God. We, we pray. We worship. Truth and freedom. When you leave this place, do you still remember the word of God? I just read an entire scripture for us. Ezekiel 20, 22, 23 to 31. When we leave here, do you still remember what Ezekiel was saying, what God was saying to Ezekiel? Freedom. Truth and freedom. And you know, the Lord wanted me to remind everyone that your destiny is tied to people. There is no assignment that the Lord will give you that is not tied to people. There's no assignment that the Lord will give you that is for you. It's never for you. That's why you need to stand in the gap. Some, of, some, people, some people's lives depend on you answering a call. You know, I heard, I heard this story. And in the story, um, there's this city, small town. They had, they had a pandemic that was released. And in that city, there was a professor that said, you know what, I'm going to spend my time solving because maybe they were not tied to... Um, to, um, to government, they're not tied to help, and so there was just one person. This person started mixing stuff, started getting stuff together, and he realized that there was one flower, that, two, four flowers actually, that was needed to be added to it. But he knew that if he left the city, the people would suffer. So he sent someone on an assignment. And they assigned, he told the lady, he said, I need you to get four flowers. Each of those flowers comes in different seasons. So each one takes two weeks to blossom. So it takes one, two, three, and four. And this person excited that, oh, wow, I have an assignment. I'm not just sitting there. I'm not bored. 
she took off into her, uh, took off and started going to where the where the professor sent her sent her with a very with a very intentional map and said this is where you go this is what you need to do this is what you need to do and she goes on a journey she met she meets a woman that housed her because she needed to stay in the place and she got accommodation she started the work she got the first flower she got the second flower but remember there's two weeks between each flower she got the second flower. But then she had two weeks of free time. What do I do? She said, okay, you know what? Let me go find a job, make some money, make friends in a new town. You know, she got excited like some of us. <laughs> God sent us an assignment, but we said, oh, we, I made a new friend. I have a boyfriend. I got a girlfriend. And we forget the assignment. <laughs> and this lady forgot that our assignment was attached to the lives of people. So she got the second flower. I said, you know what? I'm going to spend time, make friends. There was this boy that was toasting her. She was excited. You know? And, yeah, just toasting. <laughs> and and um, eventually, the two weeks passed. Let's say two weeks in one day. And she remembered, oh, I need to get this flower. Oh, blah, blah, blah. She eventually, she got the third one. Mercy. Mercy. And then the fourth one, she was too late. She was too late. She came back to the professor and she was crying. I'm sorry, I failed you. Unknowing to her, there was another person that was going on the same assignment. But the person got the four complete flower. That is, that is the lives of so many of us. We are distracted and we forget that lives are dependent on we answering the call. Some of us are already in the third journey, just remaining one. But we become selfish. God gave me the, 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 um, the gift of prophesying, but you want to prophesy on yourself. God gives you a gift of intercession, but you're interceding for yourself. None of your gift is attached to you. It's attached to the person next door. It's attached to the person by your office. You know, God is very intentional. We will order your steps to that person. But we are so blind. We're so blind. And I will end today. I don't know if you guys took anything. If I was just blabbing. I hope I wasn't blabbing. This new year, the Lord wants to start with us. This is our first Sunday in the Gap Church. And the Lord wants to start with us. But it needs us to be useful to him. It needs us to be useful for him. And so, oh, we all know what we do. We're going to go into a time of altar call. But I, I want us to understand what the altar call is for. The altar call is for those who want to be useful for God. Some of us spent 2021 forgetting whose we belong to. Some of us, God has given you assignment, but you've always used it for yourself or for the money. And to our altar call today, the Lord wants to restore some people. You know, towards the end, the Lord gave me the story of the, uh, the adulterous woman that they brought to Jesus and said, oh, this person had sinned. And Jesus said, if you are without sin, cast the first stone. You know, and after they left, Jesus asked the woman, who are those who persecute you? And the woman said, oh, they left. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. The Lord wants to forget some of the things that we have done. 
and wants to start with you so that you can become a gap filler. What fills the gap is the kingdom person, the kingdom man, the kingdom woman. But for you to be a kingdom man or a kingdom woman, you need to have a relationship with him. How did God tell Abraham what he was going to do to Sodom and Gomorrah? It was by relationship. How was God talking to Ezekiel? It was by relationship. Daniel spent so much days praying for Jerusalem. And the Lord sent help for him. It was by relationship. And so if you're here and you don't have a relationship with this God, or you don't know what you have been called to, a lot of us do not know what you have been called to do. Some, some of us are 20, 22, 24, 25, and you've not started your assignment because you're so carried away by fulfilling the, the earthly desires. And so if you, if you were here and you want to be a gap filler, you want to stand in the gap, please come out. Abraham publicly, everyone knew him to be a friend of God. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an eating thing. It wasn't in a secret. So we cannot say, oh, I'm a Christian, but I'll give my life to Christ in my room. You, this is us publicly saying that we are God's children. This is us publicly saying that we are God's child. This church was, based, was laid on the foundation. I say standing in the gap. Standing in the gap. We are the gap feelers. But some of us have forgotten why the Lord brought you into this church in the first place. And so I'm going to count one to ten. And if you're here and you want to be a gap feeler, if you're here and you want to give your life to Christ, have a relationship with him, become useful to him, please come out. One. If you are not useful to God, you're, you're, you're useful to the enemy. You say, oh, but I'm always praying for people. Who prays for me? God prays for you. That's the best person to pray for you. God. Two, I want you to understand that the Lord has not orchestrated my step. I tell you today was the day because the Lord wanted to free one person. He saved me and protected me from an accident because of one person. Two, I want to be a gap filler. I want to be useful to God. I spent all my life pleasing my friends. Pleasing people and not pleasing God. Three. Four. Five. You know, I could talk from now to next week. <laughs> but you need to make the decision with the Holy Spirit. I'm sure you are, the Holy Spirit is telling you to go up and say, oh, I gave my life to Christ two weeks ago. I'm covered. But the moment the Holy Spirit nudges you to come out, there is something you need to do. There's a why. Five. There is a why. The Lord wants to call you his own and send you an assignment and tell you secret things. But you need to have a relationship with him. You need to have a relationship with him. I want to be a gap filler. I've been useful enough to the enemy. I've cared about what people say too much. Too much. 
7. I want to stand in the gap. God, what are you calling me for? Why was I created? Why am I still alive? 8. 8. Why am I still alive? Why am I still alive? 9. Just a few seconds. God wants to start 2022 with you. God wants to start 2022 with you. God wants to start 2022 with you. He wants you to start becoming a gaffe. He wants to tell you secret things. Secret, secret things. The Bible says that secret things are God. But he only tells to those that are called according to him. Those who are his friends. Nine. Those who are his friends. You always think I'm a friend of God. But does God know you as his friend? Does God know you as his friend? Ten. I want us to stretch for, stretch for our hands to those who are out, out here. And you are interceding from them. You are standing in the gap for them. You are standing in the gap for them. And those who are in front, I want you to begin to pray for yourself. I want you to begin to pray for yourself. What do you want? Who do you want God to know you as? Father, I'm here. I'm your daughter. I'm here. I'm your daughter. I'm here. I'm your friend. Know me. Start asking the Lord to write your name in the book of life. The enemy has already written your name in the book of judgment. Calling out your sins one after the other. But God is ready to erase it by the blood. By the blood. And say after me, Lord Jesus, I have come here today to meet you and not any man. Forgive my sins. Write my name in the book of life. I promise to always pay attention to you. I want to have a relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let's begin to celebrate. There is celebration in heaven. The Bible says when one person gives their life to Christ, when one person gives their life to Christ, there'll be a card, please write your name. We want to check up on you. We want to call you. We want to get to know you. Let us stand up, please. And you guys may go to your seat. Let us stand up, please. And I want us to pray one prayer. And our prayer is a prayer of intercession. And let us begin to pray for the Gap Church. You know, one of the sad things, you know, about the church, when the Lord was telling the relation, the church that became cold, said, if you're not either cold or hot, the Bible says that I will speak you out of my mouth. Let's begin to pray that the gap church will not grow cold. This is where you get your life, bread and, and, bread and water, basically. Pray that the gap church will not go cold. Pray that the gap church will not get cold. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.